Acts 13 in your Bible this morning. In Acts 13, uh, if you would stand with me, please. I want to uh, read a few verses of Scripture. And uh, then we'll make uh, uh, some comments. Now, verse 1 says, Now there were in the church that was at Antioch certain prophets and teachers, as Barnabas and Simeon, uh, that was called Niger, and Lucius of Cyrene, and Manon, which had been brought up with Herod the Tetarch, and Saul. Just an interesting note there that uh, a guy named Manon there, uh, his uh, brother was Herod who cut off the head of John the Baptist. Uh, and it's interesting to hear two boys that came up under the same mother. And one turned out to be a, a, a murderer and the other one turned out to be a prophet of God. Uh, in that, I thought it was kind of quite interesting to, into that to do uh, uh, how that uh, different kids can go different straight. It all seemed like uh, we all say there's a black sheep in every family. Well, don't you be the black sheep. Uh, the black sheep usually uh, uh, ends up in trouble. Uh, verse 2, And they ministered to the Lord and fasted. The Holy Ghost said, Separate me Barnabas and Saul for the work whereunto I have called them. And when uh, they had fasted and prayed and laid their hands on them, they sent them away. So they, being sent forth by the Holy Ghost, departed unto Seleucia, and from thence they sailed to Cyprus. And when they were at Salamis, uh, they preached the word of God in the synagogues of the Jews, and they had also John uh, to their ministry. And when they had gone through the isle unto Pappus, uh, they found a certain sorcerer, a false prophet, a Jew, whose name was Bar-Jesus. You can read the rest of it when you go home. Uh, I want to uh, deal with a few verses there this morning. Let's have a word of prayer. Now, Father, uh, it's been good to be in your house. It's been good to hear uh, the songs of Zion be sung. It's been good to fellowship uh, with the saints. And Lord, I pray that the Holy Spirit of God would meet with us in a very special way here in these next few minutes. Lord, we come here to we take this service very seriously. It's not a time, Lord, of just to uh, have our emotions touched. It's a time that we want to get acquainted with you in a more fuller way. It's a time that we, Lord, want to be able to have the Holy Spirit of God uh, to speak to our hearts as well to draw us closer to you. Surely the desire of every blood-bought uh, child of yours has a desire to be a better uh, Christian for you. And Lord, help us uh, to uh, look at uh, and see the conditions of the world and see the uh, the things that's going on and see the tragedies that folks are going through. And again, we lift up our brethren up in the uh, eastern part of the state and go, going through the floodwaters and, and losing, uh, Lord, their life uh, belongings. And we pray for them, praying that your grace would be sufficient. And Lord, that they, they be, be mindful to know that you have promised that uh, you'll meet every need that they have. And Lord, I pray that that would uh, show forth a testimony of your grace and your mercy to these folks. And we'll thank you for that. Those that are sick, we hold them up and ask you, to Lord, to bring healing there. Now, Father, we're looking forward next Sunday uh, to get acquainted with the uh, missionaries and men and women that have been called to send forth to the mission field. And uh, 
I'm already excited. Lord, you know, and we pray a hedge about us and knowing that the devil, the Lord will do what he can to uh, disrupt uh, that uh, conference. And we just pray that you would keep him away. Give us uh, your presence and we'll thank you for all you do. May this church get a burden, Lord, to, uh, to be missionary minded. In Jesus name I pray. Amen. You may be seated. And uh, we want to thank you uh, to... Uh, uh, here today to be to be a part of our mission conference. Uh, you can do that. Get you a mission. Get you a card. Uh, fill it. You say, preacher, I'm not a member. That's all right. Uh, you can still get to, uh, get involved in mission work. Uh, you into that and uh, fill out a card and uh, say, hey, here's what I want to try to do for you on that. Now, looking at this passage of scripture here, why missions? Why missions? And uh, here you find the setting out of the first missionary uh, the, the Apostle Paul's first missionary journey. And, and boy, I tell you what, uh, uh, how would you like to be in that meeting? How would you like to be in that meeting where the power of God comes down? They are praying. Boy, uh, men like Paul, men here like uh, uh, the, the uh, uh, other fellows uh, and uh, the Barnabas and the Holy Spirit of God begins to speak and uh, the Spirit of God begins to move and the Holy Spirit says, separate me, Paul and Barnabas, and uh, to the work. Uh, wouldn't you like to be in, have you ever been in a, a, a Holy Spirit meeting to where that the power of the Holy Spirit of God was so prevalent that you couldn't sit still? Have you ever been in a meeting to where that the Holy Spirit of God was so real and that they touched your heart, your lives, uh, and boy, you were just so excited you cannot praise Him enough? Most of the Christians haven't been there. Most of the Christians don't know what it means to be in a spirit-filled assembly of the word that the Holy Spirit of God is moving in the hearts of people and people are being able to get the joy and to be able to rejoice in their salvation, be able to rejoice that they've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. Boy, been into that, to see how God works uh, through uh, the church. And this church uh, uh, was in, in fellowship. This church was a, a, a church that uh, was uh, at Antioch. Now, it wasn't, uh, the church at Jerusalem didn't send out missionaries. It's a church at Antioch that's sending out missionaries. Uh, it's a church at Antioch uh, that the, where the, uh, uh, the old King James Bible comes from, the Texas Receptus text uh, out of that. Uh, that church at Antioch was a special church. You ought to be that you want to be in a, uh, in a good church. It ought to be that you want to be in a church that believes the book. It ought to be that you want to be in a church that is going to preach salvation by grace through faith plus nothing. It ought to be that you want to be in a church to where that you can get involved in fulfilling the great commission to the world. It ought to be in a church where that you are expected to be in church every time the doors open. It ought to be that you into that that you want to be in a church to where that hey if I'm not there somebody is going to be hindered and my testimony is going to be hurt. Are you listening? Are you listening this morning? Uh, being in a church to where that the power of God is so prevalent that you cannot uh, be able to do anything but to get right with God. We had that one here one time, and I've made mention this several times, and I've got it. Uh, uh, my boy, uh, uh, he was in that meeting, and he marked it in his Bible, the day that God came to Landmark. 
And boy, we was over in that little building and my, the Holy Spirit of God came in. The preacher couldn't preach. The song leader couldn't sing. All we could do was weep and pray and, and they get to, get to just rejoicing in the things of God. If you ever get, I did it one time with Brother Lester Roloff. Most of you have heard of Lester Roloff. And, and boy, the Holy Spirit of God came into that uh, auditorium that night and, and the, the power of the Holy Spirit brought everybody in there to their knees. You think that here that it, that here that it's a, it's a, a, just a figment of imagination when you read about the power of the Holy Spirit. You remember that Jesus said that uh, I give you, you shall, after you, that, that, that here you shall receive the power of the Holy Spirit. You shall be witnesses unto me, unto uh, here to uh, uh, Judea, Samaria, and to the uttermost parts of the world. Uh, do you think that he just said that to have something to say? Do you not believe that every promise that he gave you, that you would be able to be, be able to fulfill? And boy, I tell you what, uh, Paul and uh, Barnabas, he said, hey, uh, the Holy Spirit said, I separate. Now, these guys have been fasting. They've been praying. They've been in a service. Uh, in that, that, and, uh, and the Holy Spirit said, separate me, these two, to the mission field. Uh, Paul uh, becomes the dominant leader. Peter is uh, uh, beca- disappears from the scene. Peter and that uh, down in uh, Jerusalem, uh, the gospel moves out officially uh, 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 on the, the uh, on the uh, the way to the ends of the uh, of the of the earth. And so, uh, uh, on its way to the ends of the earth, the gospel comes uh, to my ancestors and uh, to your ancestors. Today, you and I are the beneficiaries of these two men going out on a missionary to take the gospel to the world, fulfill it. Now, what if you and I actually decide that, uh, uh, well, that's their job. They did that. I, I, I'm relieved. No, no, listen. Uh, you and I have the same responsibility that Paul and Barnabas had into that to take the gospel to those who have never heard before. That's why we have missionaries. That's why the, into that, that missions are so uh, important into that. Uh, they, uh, the, the, the first stop is the Isle of Cyprus, and it's the home of Barnabas. Uh, they uh, cross the island. And then they set sail for Paphos, and then they go over into Perga, Pamphylia, and there they enter into the interior of Asia Minor, which is now Turkey. Now, can I say to you here that the, the, the church sends them forward? Now, could I say to you, did they go on there? Could they go on there? Why do we have to help missionaries? Do you know that that church at Antioch said, hey, we're going to send you and we're going to stand to be responsible for your uh, uh, food, for your uh, 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 hotels. If they had them back there. But we're going to stand and to be responsible for your expenses that you're going to incur. And you're going to incur. Can I say to you, uh, Katie is going to uh, Africa. Do you think that she could go on her, on her, just on her looks? That she could get halfway there. But uh, she needs support. She needs help. Uh, that, and churches have got to help her if she gets to the, and that's with every hundred and some missionaries that we have and we try to help along with other churches that are trying to help keep the, the folks on the field to take the gospel. It costed that church at Antioch something, what I'm trying to say. And for you and I to be able to get involved in the commission, it's going to cost us something. A Christian, salvation is free, but taking the gospel to the world is going to cost somebody. 
And it means that every one of us is to be involved. It's given to each of you and I as a church to help take the world, the gospel to the world. And so it, they went from Jerusalem to Judea to Samaria. And now they're taking it to the uttermost parts of the world. And you and I this morning are recipients of that obedience to the word of God, to the Holy Spirit by these men and this church to take the gospel. And it ought to be to get you excited excited that there is churches now around this nation having the same conviction under the same authority of the Holy Spirit to get missions, uh, missionaries to the field. Are you involved? Are you involved? Do you care? Do you care? We just made it Wednesday night to talk about how many uh, the, the uh, countries that don't have a, a, a word of God in their language in their, uh, in their country. My soul, we, we, we work and we labor to get the Word of God printed. Uh, next Sunday, Brother Sexton will be here. He's been bearing precious seed and, and they're working and trying to raise money to get the Bibles printed and try to get the gospel to as many countries as we can. So I say that why missions? Well, one is we have a command from God. Uh, we have in Matthew 20, 18, go you into all the world. We read it in our Sunday school class this morning into that, uh, take the gospel to the world, get them uh, saved, get them baptized, and then to in teach and to instruct. That's why that they go on the field of missionaries. He goes in there and he, he gets folks saved. He gets them baptized and, and gets, uh, they organize into a New Testament church. They begin to instruct and teach and, and to get that native to, uh, to come to grow in the grace and knowledge of God that they can be able to be called of God to take it word pastor they can go over and leave that and go on to another one and get another, get another one started uh, into that uh, uh, we have been called uh, Mark 16 says preach the word to every creature and we ought to say you know, where is the preacher for the creatures at uh, that uh, every creature he said take the gospel to every uh, not just the selected people but to every to the world and oh, could I say to you and I, you want to go to heaven, don't you? Uh, you want to thank God for saving your soul, don't you? Uh, you want to praise God for delivering you from the pits of hell? Uh, why don't you get to that and say, Lord, I want to praise you for using me as an instrument to help get the gospel to the world. And we do that through the local church. Every dime that we collect for faith promise goes to a missionary. Uh, we don't keep it for for ourselves. We pay the churches uh, bills and uh, pay for the upkeep of bills in here uh, by the tithes that comes into that. Uh, we're under uh, that. We've talked about that. To, as a child of God, your responsibility is to tithe. I mean, that's uh, all, uh, just as much of a command it is to go in, uh, to go into the world. Uh, your first responsibility is to the church to give to that. Then uh, to be profitable unto God, you go above your tithe and give it to faith, promising to help missionaries. Unto that, uh, we have a cry. You find that uh, Acts uh, uh, 1a, Paul said, you shall be witnesses uh, unto me. Uh, and uh, so why do we have, uh, why do we need mission? Because we have a command. Because the last message that Jesus Christ gave to his church before that he ascended back was go you into all the world. We have that uh, uh, right up here over my head here. And that is a responsibility that you and I have. And uh, boy, I tell you, over the years, we've tried to fulfill that responsibility responsibility over there and thank God uh, we have never missed uh, in the years there for 20 some years we've never missed a missionary payment uh, we've had sometimes it's been an earlier struggle but we don't now uh, we're able to meet all the, the, the missionary uh, uh, payments that we have and we're looking forward to taking on more I mean we, could, we there's a whole lot more we can do if we just get to get involved in doing it uh, secondly we have a cry from people 
uh, did that. Uh, you take it, Psalm 142, uh, verse 4 says, No man cared for my soul. Oh, how sad that is. Uh, that the uh, people said in, in the different parts uh, of the world today that, that seemingly that no man cares for. And boy, I tell you uh, that uh, you, I'm sure that there is people sitting up in hazard today uh, on a foundation that used to house a, a house and, uh, and wondering, does anybody care for me? Does anybody care? Well, we hopefully that the uh, the government get involved and take some of the money that they're sending to uh, uh, to China and to uh, uh, these uh, places that they can help our own people out here. Uh, we have uh, into that. We have in Acts uh, sixteen nine. Uh, you you know the story that uh, the Philip uh, that. Uh, uh, Paul uh, wanting to go to Macedonia and, uh, and the, the, the Christ has come over into Macedonia. Uh, we know that the Philippian jailer in Acts 16 uh, uh, became a recipient of that uh, being obedient to the call. Uh, we have also real quickly a concern from hell. Uh, you have in Luke 16, 27, uh, you find that they said, uh, the old boy down there, uh, uh, he, uh, he died and in hell lifted up his eyes. Being in what? Happiness? Joyfulness? Enjoying it? Oh, no. Uh, he was in torment. Uh, could I say to you today that hell is still real? Could I say to you today that the, the Bible has not, uh, God has not changed, that hell is still a place that people go to and to spend eternity? Sometimes we don't stop and think too much about where is my friends at? I remember sitting in the country store, a young teenager, sitting on a Pepsi-Cola pop case and leaning back and listening to the theologians there in the store. It's talking about uh, hell and talking about, well, you know, uh, uh, that uh, I'll sure have a lot of friends down there. I'm going to hell. I have a lot of friends. How ignorant and how stupid that anybody can think like that, believing that uh, hell is going to be a place where my friends, uh, we can have a good time. Can I say to you, you better have a good time with your friends while you're here because in hell there is no good times. Uh, he said into that hell, he said, hey, send Lazarus over here. I'm so uh, uh, in torment. I just need a drop of water. Just begging for a drop of water. Talked to Brother Demers. Folks up there begging for a bottle of water. They got no water. They got no sewage. Just for a, a bottle of water. Would you beg for a bottle of water? Would you, Jimmy, uh, what would you do? Them boys are thirsty. There's no water. What are you going to do? Now, folks, the thing that I'm into that is it's going on around this world today. Not only is it up in hazard, but it's in other parts of the world today that there are kids that are begging for something. Uh, there's kids begging for food, begging for water. But more than that, there is a thirst across the world for the gospel to be given. And we got missionaries to try to go and want to get there. And it's up to the churches to send them to get to that bottle of gospel to those folks that have never heard. And do you have a concern? He said, send, send somebody to my home. I've got five brothers. And tell them not to come down here. Tell them to get to, not, not to, to miss this place. I'm in torment here. Oh, uh, uh, Father Abraham sent somebody to tell my brothers. Too late. You won't hear Moses and the prophets. You're not going to hear someone else, he said. 
Let me say to you today, is everybody going to hear our message? No. Is everybody at Winchester going to hear our message? No. I commend Phyllis and Benny for putting out tracks. If we could do that, we could go into the track ministry if everybody was put up 250 tracks a month or something. But hey, what I'm saying is, is that is everybody going to take that track and do anything about it? No. Most of them will go by the wayside. Does that mean we quit passing out tracks? No. It means that we can start giving out more. And you into that, you've got to invite at least 20 people before you can get one to come to church. Uh, into that, you, you find that today the hearts are so hardened today by the world. Unto that, uh, you find that, uh, here that this, uh, they cannot hear the cry out of hell. Uh, send somebody to my home to warn my people not to come here. Into that, uh, uh, thirdly, we have, uh, fourthly, we have a, a conscience to live with. Uh, you, you find that uh, in Ezekiel 33, 8, he said, If thou dost not uh, speak to warn them, their blood will be upon your hands. We have a, a conscience to do what we can to try to reach those that are headed for an eternity separated from God. Why missions? One is, I want to do what I can to keep as much blood off of my hands as I can. Are you concerned about one day when we stand before the Lord? Why didn't you warn that one next door? Why didn't you warn that one next to you to workforce? Why didn't you warn that one that you have come across? Do you have any blood on your hands this morning? I hope not. And into that, then as we have a call, uh, you find that uh, that he said the, uh, uh, that in Second Timothy four seven, Paul said, "I have fought a good fight; I have finished my course." We all uh, it's in a it's in a fight as we live our life down here. And then as, uh, fifthly, we have a Christ to share. Why do I we uh, have missions, and why is the need for missions? Because uh, uh, Paul said in First Corinthians that but we preach Christ crucified. Uh, Galatians 1.16, he said that I might preach him among the heathen. Uh, that, uh, you, so we, ha we have a Christ, Christ well, we, uh, into that. We have uh, one, the Son of God. We have one that uh, so loved the world that he died for. You have something about it to, to share with the world. You've got someone who has a testimony of fulfilling what he has uh, promised. Why missions? Why would a person leave, leave their home, leave their, uh, their families and uh, take, load up two or three little children and, and head out across the ocean into a land that they've never been and to uh, try to meet with a people that they don't understand their language and try to be able to get the uh, uh, conditions there that are so uh, oftentimes unfamiliar to them? Why would they go? Why will they do that? Simply because that they feel the call from God to, that God has said, separate me, Barnabas and Paul, to the, to, the, to the gospel. They feel that call to take the gospel. And so I say to you, they have a reason. They have one uh, that uh, person in, in their heart and their minds to tell others about. And they want to warn somebody that, hey, God so loved this old world that he was willing to give 
his son. What are you willing to give? What are you going to try to do? You have a card. You going to try to do anything for faith promise? You going to try to do anything to help get missionaries to the, or are you going to continue uh, trying to take care of yourself and trying to minister to those you know, in your family, trying to get all of the things that you like to enjoy? Do you have in that uh, on the horizon of maybe uh, 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 different things for the house or different car to drive? Or is it that uh, I want to maybe to eat out at a little fancier restaurant, spend a little more money? What is it that you going to deny yourself from that in order for you to be able to be more involved in giving to God's work? I hope that you'll pray about that. And then real quickly here, we have... <coughs> that uh, across to carry Galatians six fourteen. but God forbid that I should glory save in the cross of Jesus Christ Matthew sixteen twenty four says if any man will come unto me let him take his cross and follow me and then lastly we have a crown to win uh, there is crowns that God will give God will reward you what God's asking you to do is not going unnoticed in heaven Whatever you give to God, one day God's going to show it what you give. And it, uh, we don't uh, uh, serve God and give to God for naught. God is going to uh, lay aside some things. God has some things prepared for those that love him. And I believe with all of my heart that as you faithfully give to God, God has laid aside treasures in heaven for us to be able to receive when we come to stand before him. The Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me, Paul said at that last day, a crown of righteousness. Doing right, what's right. And so could I say to us this morning, why missions? Why do we go to the length of trying to get missionaries in here? Why do we go to the point of trying to get to people to get involved in giving, get people involved in trying to set up booths? trying to get people to, uh, to uh, uh, prepare meals and to be able to uh, uh, be a, a part of the, uh, for a, a week of the life of a missionary. Hopefully that uh, you'll get the burden. Hopefully that you'll get the excitement of, hey, <clears throat> I want to be in that party to help missionaries because God has given to me forgiveness of sin. He shed his blood for me. He given me the promise of eternal life. I've got all of the, the uh, I've got a mansion reserved for me in heaven. And uh, I've got all of the things that God has waiting for me when I depart from here. And I don't want to leave without doing what I can to be able to take somebody with me. <clears throat> and I was just uh, this week going back and looking back over uh, the years here at Landmark and how many people that uh, has come and gone and what a one day a reunion hopefully to be able to be uh, there in glory with uh, those that have departed let's all stand please and we have an invitation